and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. of the four beasts and I looked and behold a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him hello and welcome to another exciting edition of the lost art of wrestling okay babe Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me. Remember, always gain consent. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was the last thing you had your finger in? A tube of Smarties. Yes, no, I had a victim of sexual assault. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you said no. What do you mean, no? I don't know. What's your favourite cheese? <laughs> Shout out to the master debaters. Absolutely. But we are the lost art of wrestling. Yes. Okay, Was Sleeping Beauty a victim of sexual molestation? All these and more. <laughs> <laughs> Join us today as we talk about white collar podding. I'm here once again joined by a man. <laughs> the myth. <laughs> well, he's not really a myth because he's like, he's a delivery man. The man of a thousand gimmicks. <laughs> Sign sealed delivered. He's a dazzler. <laughs> it's Billy, the boy Bunkle. Hello, how are we doing? <laughs> Still delivering that bronze. <laughs> and in the corner to my right, from all the way over there, <laughs> weighing... Not of your damn business. <laughs> Minus two testicles. If it's for aerodynamics, I'll have you be aware. <laughs> it's me, it's me, not, well, it's him, it's him, it's THG. Yes, it's it's me, it's me, it's THG, Paul the Hat Guy Flinders. The man your mother warned you about. And the person you could do nothing about. <laughs> <clears throat> Always gain consent. <laughs> so we're here, um, <laughs> catching up. Not really doing a chat, but we are. We have a special guest today from the mean streets of Blackpool, England. Well, the, the posh parts. <laughs> Weighing South Shore. <laughs> that's why I said the posh part. It's what it factors in with his gimmick. Okay, it's a part of the it's the part of Blackpool has the least amount of roadworks at the minute. That's that's, that's true. <laughs> it's a half to if we have like two bridges closed, yeah, as opposed to half the town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was he was the gentleman brawler. It's Christ. Hi everyone, it's Christ. From Lost Art Podcasting. So Christ recently signed up for uh, the white piece of your white collar wrestling in Preston, which still still should have been called Barcade Stephen Flutter. <laughs> we 
want our royalties. <laughs> Damn it. Um, so yeah, Price undertook eight weeks of training, a bit like a white collar boxing event, um, to compete in his first and possibly not last ever show in a piece of during. Was I? I don't know. Was we the only ones shout chanting, "Please come back"? We were chatting all sorts. Yeah. <laughs> we were officially the under the knobhead corner. We was the knobhead corner. But we'll build up to that. We will. So, uh, Christ, tell us about your experience right. with PCDU and White Collar. Well, it all started back in 1985. Not that far back. Oh, okay. <laughs> in Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not say things we can't take back. <laughs> I'll just get Bunkle do that. <laughs> yeah, basically, it all started, um, as you mentioned, we've had White Collar boxing events before, and on and off considered doing that. Uh, I've done martial arts before, so I'm used to taking a few hits okay. that could be read all kinds of ways but um... <laughs> well yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, I, and I remember saying to you a while back it was probably about a year or so ago I said I said, why don't we do a white collar wrestling event I'd, I'd definitely sign up for that so next week you know he emails me one day um, oh it's a white collar wrestling event at PCW and I went I'll think about it <laughs> Which... what I didn't see was Floody was around the corner of his phone going white collar wrestling I like that yeah I like that <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really. So, uh, so yeah, it took me about probably about a week or two, and I said, "Yeah, I'm going for it." I texted him one Saturday night. I said, "I've signed up." And then, uh, but then it was a long wait after that. It was it was probably about January when I signed up uh, when it was first announced. I said a long, a long wait, and I kept saying, I kept constantly saying, "I'm, like, I'm going to prepare for this. I'm going to prepare for this," and I never did. To be honest, <laughs> I didn't. Just I just just got thoughts of Christ coming in as a cruiserweight, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The ring. yeah. That that was the kind of same kind yeah. of thoughts I had as well, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, Think about all the news. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so then it was it was just quite a long wait then until September September uh, this year. We did our um, induction day one Saturday at the at the PCW Academy, and. Uh, I thought it was just initially. I thought we'd just be going for a bit of an ice break and get to know everyone, get to find out what's coming, and and we were straight in there, straight in the deep end. Uh, we mm. found out next thing we're doing, we're, we're uh, there's a crash mat in the ring. All of a sudden, he says, "Right, you're gonna uh, you're gonna learn how to break for in your first section." Unfortunately, Bunkle's phone didn't. Oh, <laughs> so we had to climb up to the middle rope and break for onto the crash mat, and it's a lot feels a lot higher than it actually is. So mm. then. It wasn't too bad. Everyone did. It was twenty of us in the room. Twenty of us signed up. Uh, we all we all gave it a shot. And then someone jokingly said, "Oh, oh, he found that easy." In the middle, of the top ropes come in that. So we all we all laughed, and he's like, "Right, who's first? And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> 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 so next thing you know, we're, we're falling off the top rope as well, and that was. Uh, it's. I mean, it's all about. Cause it's all about. What is it? Just over a foot higher. I say foot and a half, something it, it like feels, that. Yeah. It feels like you're ten foot higher than the middle rope. As you're looking down, but then again, we all did it. We all did it. It was uh, we all took the challenge, mm-hmm. and, so, uh, and that's where it all started. And following Monday, we started our first session. So it was it was Mondays, Wednesdays for eight weeks. Um, it was tough, but that's what we all expected. Really, we, none of us had ever wrestled before. We're all big wrestling fans, but never stepped in the ring before. And where this is the first event of its kind, so we didn't know what to expect, really. 
And it was again. It was just straight in the deep, and we had uh, we had bubble gum for our first session. He's uh, obviously a brilliant trainer to work with. I was going to say you couldn't yeah. have picked a better trainer yeah. to begin with. Absolutely awesome trainer started off with, and it was like I say, it was straight in the deep end. First session, we we started off a really tough war. We must have done about hundred squats probably, which uh, was, we weren't. So I've heard some um, nice rumors about the PCW, sort of like the intensity side of things. They mm. do like to push the talent. Yeah. So like, I've heard many a rumour when people when they sign up, they come in on the first day as obviously as academy guys, not white collar. Yeah. As um they push them to the point where a lot of them actually like, you know, make them squat that many times that they actually vomit. You know, yeah. things like that. But Luckily nobody vomits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a Vinny Mac story, I think it's Mick Foley. So about Vinny Mac is like Oh, what are you doing tomorrow? He's like, Oh, you know, like flying the lorry. He's like, Oh, come work out with me. Like, okay, is that what time you're starting? He's like, four AM. Fine. Okay, and he's like, so he gets at like four a.m. Vince is already there, like with a sweat on. Well, what do you want to do? He's like, well, we're going to work out to we puke. So like, you, you what? We're going to work out to we puke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not that bad, thank for. Uh, so yeah, like I say, straight in the deep end, we did did a tough warm up and straight to some basic rolls and basic rolls, basic break falls, and that's what we did. Pretty, we carried on with those kind of draws pretty much throughout the eight weeks. Uh, th- those are things you need to know more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't fall properly or can't roll properly, then you can't do much else yeah. in wrestling, really. So, uh, brawl as, and fly on your back's pretty much it. Yeah, it? So, as, as you all know, Adam, uh, from past experience. Yeah, you can't, you can't roll. You, it's not a spot for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and then, and then it's like um, it carried on the intensity built built up week after week. Like I say carried on for eight weeks with various trainers on the way. Uh, Danny Hope is our regular Wednesday trainer. Another another awesome trainer to work with. Uh, absolutely brilliant guy to work with. Really good sense of humour, but really good, really good trainer. Just uh, pushes you to your maximum. So does Bulgum as well. Really, you, no nobody escapes doing anything. They won't let you get away with not doing it. But in, in a in a positive way, if you know what I mean, it's uh, it's not a case yeah, like it's needed. Yeah, it's to push you along, isn't it? And yeah, you, you know, progress and it's like say you can't do the basic things. How are you going to do things later down the line? It's not yeah. that. Mm. Well, you could be potentially dangerous. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah, it's... if you don't know the basics, <coughs> which is obviously what they're teaching you. Yeah, yeah. you can't yeah. you can't even do a basic move without yeah. potentially injuring somebody or yourself. For that it sounds the way to me like some kind of like tough enough. Like yeah, yeah. Series where it's like they're trying to body slam them and. Well, it's like, yeah. I, I remember way back from watching the original stuff enough, there was the one kid who couldn't break fall the whole time until yeah. he got eliminated. And it was, you have all this potential, you can do everything else, do about break fall, can't do it. And it's, yeah. you can't you can't be here if you can't do it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's one of the most important things you learn, the back break fall, it's, uh, as we, we all learned. But then so, to sort of throw it in, it was like, I don't think, what's the, is it the second season with Taz? Yeah, yeah. The, old, the original season, where Taz was saying about some like, you can't do a break fall or whatever, or if you can do a break fall, it helps you out later in life when you need it. Yeah. So he said something like, oh, if you fall in a supermarket and you want slipping milk yeah. or something, you can break yeah. fall. Yeah. Funny enough, Danny Hope did the exact same yeah. thing. Funny, you know, <laughs> about, yeah. I, was, I was just going to say, because obviously I know that you've done your mar- mixed martial well, you've done martial arts before, you've done a bit of judo and whatnot. Was the break falling very similar or is it very different? It was actually some ways, some ways it was different. Um, the way we're taught judo, we always do judo. We always put, we always um, fight on soft mats. Normally yeah, yeah. rings a little bit harder than 
soft mats, but you get used to it after a while. Mm. It's uh, it's not as hard as it looks. But, yeah. uh, but some of the techniques break form slightly different. You try to land more on your, your upper back and your shoulders. Right, right. Uh, whereas in judo, we sort of spread the, the weight a bit more, don't we? Yeah. It's a similarity, but it's a, a little bit different as well. I was going to say, the front break falls ones are different then. Yeah. Because the like, they always sort of say, well, sort of put your forearms down and turn your head. Yeah. Whereas, it's like, so they take the brunt of it. Whereas, like, wrestling, it's literally pancake it. Yeah. Right, right. Spread your legs and, yeah, spread your legs, put your hands down. Yeah. Like, thingy, they'll say, I'll go off your knees or whatever, and they'll go off your front and just land on your arms. Yeah. Whereas, wrestling will say, so, oh, we'll trip yourself into it, sort of thing, and pancake. Right, right, okay. You don't break your nose. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't think. Look at that, I think Arcadian did that. It looked like he didn't. Oh, fucking hope he did. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, you think, oh, the basics, that's the boring bit, but we all sort of accepted you've, you've got to know all that to be a safe wrestler. Like you say, wrestling's all yeah. about safety. That's what we found in the eight weeks. It's all about going out there and not getting not getting injured. You're not just looking after yourself, but you're looking after your opponent. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's a two-way thing, yeah. isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, but what, what a bit of advice I will learn, I learned from the first session, is wear knee pads. From day one, wear knee pads. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. We... Uh, First session, we were doing drop kicks on, even if it was on the crash mat. Did did an alright drop kick. Landed badly on my knee, and then it swelled up like a balloon, and it was black and blue for about a week after. <laughs> so Oof. yeah, so uh, wear knee pads. <laughs> That's the first bit of advice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> pads you can you can get away with, but knee pads definitely definitely wear them. Mm. Yeah, that that was the first lesson I learned. That was from the first session. <laughs> Speaking of gear, um, obviously knee pads, elbow pads are obviously going to be a must. What are the costs like? You know, obviously, if you're thinking of saying, like, for me, for example, thinking, oh, it sounds like a good idea doing this white collar. Right, costs. What are you thinking of? What's, what sort of costs are you talking about? In the rough area, obviously. Yeah, um, I've got the most important thing. First thing I got was boots. Uh, I've got some, like, Lonsdale-style boxing boots, which they said would be absolutely fine. That's pretty much every person in the room have Lonsdale mm. boxing boots on, you, you'll notice. <laughs> um, I wouldn't splash out a proper wrestling boots. They're about, look at 100 quid upwards. It's a <clears throat> yeah. so £35 pair of boxing boots from uh, Sports Direct and well like that. Served me fine. Um, knee pads, I borrowed, I've had them. <laughs> <laughs> I picked some knee pads up, made them for about six ninety nine off eBay. Um, elbow pads about the same, about ten pound at the very most. Well, that's not really. too bad then. And then otherwise, I just wore my normal gym gear basically. Uh, I wear tight shorts because you do a lot of squats, like I say. Mm. So uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Any, anyone knows my history of ripping my pants. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's what I'd recommend. Just basic gym gear in there, but most importantly, the boots to give, give a good bit of ankle support as well, especially when you're running the ropes and doing a lot of uh, drills like that. Mm. Yeah, another one pops to mind is watching the uh, Louis Peru where he goes to the power plant. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh he's yeah. Weekend, he's got the side, he's there trying to puke, and he's going, nope, you're coming back, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I think when I did that, I got like a, a combo of like, Elbow pads and knee pads, it was like a tenner at the time or something. Boots again, like 30 quid or something now. So, that didn't progress as far as he did. Mm. He still yeah. did it though, didn't you? That's yeah. the main thing. He still did, he's done some training, mm. so uh, you should give it a go. I don't want to keep saying. 
Excuse me for watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, that carried on for eight weeks with various trainers along the way. We had Danny Hope, Bubblegum, Ashton Smith, uh, Chris Ridgway, and then we had the awesome uh, Joey Janola oh, towards God. the end, who is an uh, absolutely fantastic trainer to work with, a real real character as well. I mean, as uh, a talent, I just fucking love the guy. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I've seen him do... I saw him do three matches at the Wrestling World Championships. Yeah. So I'm do one match in Manchester, and obviously we've seen him this weekend just gone mm. at the Tower, and he has not had one shit match. No. He has not had one shit match. No. The... How, how was the training from the Invisible Man? I hear he put in a good performance this past Friday. Oh, definitely, yeah. It was, uh, so how yeah. was he as Joey's um, co-trainer? He well, was, he was very good. Uh, no, that was the thing, really. Uh, it's like, you'd be doing a drill, and you look around, and he's not there. It's like, has he actually seen it? Has he just seen that crossbody that I've done? Has he seen that superplex that I've just done to myself? It, it, it's like he wasn't there the whole time. I mean, Jerry watched it's everything. Shit, but yeah, 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 no, yeah. I just couldn't get that at all. So, uh, yeah, when he was training, it was good, but it's like, was he watching us? That was the big question. So, was there any parts of the training that you found like particularly difficult? Any particular moves that you... Um, I think the hardest one I found... Because um, I've... I was one of those people at school, I hated, hated gymnastics. I was never good at flips and all that kind of stuff. So I did okay on the rolls because I've done a bit then with judo and I got the hang of them by the end of the eight weeks. But the, uh, the sunset flip was probably one of my trickiest moves. Um, especially my size. <laughs> it's yeah. more of a cruiserweight move and you, you've got to run off the ropes and then do a, do a front flip over someone. But right. I did, to be honest, I did get the hang of front flips and the hip toss. That, that came a lot easier. Yeah. Because um, when we started off doing hip tosses, they said, right, well, we, before you do a hip toss, you've got to do a front flip. And I was like, oh, shit, I'll never be able to do it <laughs> yeah. in the life. So uh, they're just doing, first, had it, someone got on all fours. You put your hands underneath and flipped over them. And they sort of built it up from there. Then, right, you've got to run out the corner, do a flip with no support. So right. it's onto the ring. So it's like, oh, right. <laughs> no, the cr- on the crash mat, that was it. And then they yeah. took the crash mat away. So you're building up to doing it on the ring. And I got the hang of it by the end, but... Sunset Flip uh, was a tricky one to learn. But to be honest, some of the, it's one of them things that I think we all did it and I did it as well. He's like, you've just got to give everything a go, really. Even yeah. if you don't find you're not good at a move. And he said this right, uh, Flood said this right at the very beginning. There are some moves people just won't be able to do or will struggle with. But he said, you might not be able to do front flips, you might not be able to do this, but you'll find you're good at something else. Uh, we had, when we had some people at like High Flyers who were doing. Jumped off the top rope and all sorts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so everyone found their niche, really. I think. Yeah. Anything else from training you want to cover? Or... From the training, I'd say the uh, like I say, it built up as you went went along, just built up and built up, and then the hardest bit was we got to week seven, and it's like it's dawning upon us, oh shit, we've got a match in just over a week's time. So it's like none of us really feel. Ready to take on a match just yet, so it's like, what's going to happen? Because yeah. <laughs> we, we're constantly asking about who is, who's our opponents, who's our opponents, and they said to us like, we're not going to tell you who your opponent is because we don't want you fixated on that. We don't want you. We just want you to concentrate on getting the basics right and getting getting ideas in your head about what you might want to do in the match because you're going to have an input into it as well. Yeah. Um, so he said, I'm not telling your opponents to like right to the very end. It could even be the night. <laughs> they told us so. Uh, so we didn't even get hints about 
who we're facing or what kind of match we were going to get until probably about the very final week before the uh, the event. But it didn't didn't bother us. We we'd all enjoyed the experience. We thought I don't really care what match I get now as long as I'm getting the appearance. Really? Just enjoyed the experience. Mm-hmm. So, getting uh, under the lights. Yeah. Because yeah. they said they said to us. This is probably about week seven again. We're getting characters and gimmicks in in place now. This is quite quite a funny bit for all the group. This as well. We all quite enjoyed looking at each other's profiles because what we had to do was um, for our press releases, we all had to go on Facebook. Um, we'd, we'd take a photograph for out with a professional photographer, um, and he said, "Tug each picture and put this information in name, age, date, um, hometown, gimmick." So this is where we all got to know a bit more about each other as well, which was quite quite funny. Oh, how old is that person, and um, what's his gimmick going to be? Yeah. <laughs> so, some of us are like, all, we, I mean, they were a really friendly group. Everyone was great to work with. Everyone supported each other through, and it, it was a great group to work with. But we all wanted to find these little bits of information about each other. So that, that was quite fun. What's his gimmick going to be? What's his entrance music? <laughs> but it also gave us a choice: Do you want a tag match or a single match, or do you want to be a face or a heel? Because originally, I was I said to Adam. I thought we're all gonna be faces, surely. We're, we're, we're like we're we're basically novice wrestlers taking on professional wrestlers. So how can we be we're heels really? We're, when our friends and family are sat in the audience, how can we come out and shout abuse at our friends and family? So he said, he said to us, if you want to be a heel, we'll, we'll let you, but you've got to be prepared for the challenge of being a heel. And and when we we're doing character work in training, it's bloody hard being a heel. <laughs> I've got to say, I mean to. I mean, to ad-lib and shout abuse at people and things like that. It's, it's great fun. <laughs> it's great fun doing it. Oh, shut your mouth. <laughs> shut you. Without swearing, though, that's the, the difficult bit. You've got <laughs> it's a family show, isn't it? You've got it, to keep so. it PG, yeah. yeah. <laughs> somehow wishing death on someone isn't, isn't when you're running out of the drop pit going, Die! Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, it, it was one of them. It's like, being a heel sounds great fun, but you've really got to be prepared to, to be able to get that challenge of uh, being mm. against a, prof- a well-known professional wrestler and being able to be the bad guy against them. And that's really hard. So I respect the people who, who did go for heel on the night. Some of them, I think, really, really pulled it off really well. I'll, the ones I will point out that really did really well was uh, Mike Bennett oh, and yes. his tag team partner. Yes. Now, I remember that night, me and Adam gave not Mike Bennett, because Mike Bennett, Mike Bennett was the guy who was like dressed as like security, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. It was the other bloke he was tagging with who was dressed as like a, I'll, I'll call him a Poundland rock star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we just hurled abuse at him for about 15 minutes constantly, me and Adam. Yeah. And we just did not relent. We no. did not relent. I, I mean, think, I mean, I think we, enjoyed it though. <laughs> at this point, we were what, three or four pints deep. Was three or four pints deep. Deep each. Mm. But the thing is, so, though, we. The thing is, oh, he was giving us ammunition to throw back at him. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, a good heel, heel though. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. he, we, he was casting his line and we were biting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and like, for example, we were talking about his outfit. He had leopard print on. We were, shan- we were, chan- we were shouting at him that Scary Spice wanted a tight spark. Yeah. <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> yeah. And then he was talking, taking the piss out of his coat, his coat saying, um, you know, he got it from, you know, from Poundland. Yeah. Primark, wasn't it? sorry. And he was like, um, we ended up saying, um, what was he asked? What were you doing in Primark? Yeah, something like that, buying negligees or something yeah. like that. To which point, for some reason, I decided to say, I will be your white knight, sir. I decided <laughs> to shout on his behalf. <laughs> and I, if I remember correctly, I shouted and I quote, He was in there buying it for your mum. And then a split <laughs> second realized. 
His fucking mum could be sat front row. Because <laughs> 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 he suddenly turned awkwardly away. He was like, oh, uh, step back. Step back. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, yeah but, it was uh, great fun, though. Yeah. So, but that, that's what I recommend. If you do want to be a heel, be prepared that it, it's bloody hard work to be a heel. You've really got to be able to convey that character across. Been a face is a lot easier. Mm, You've got to be able to take the abuse as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind taking abuse, but trouble with me, I'll start laughing too much. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it funny. Things Send in the man. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's my trouble. Thanks for that, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're in like like I said, the last couple of weeks going up to training. We had a, a special session, um, a full day session on the Sunday with with Joe Genoa, which which was brilliant. And we went, we literally spent the whole day going through matches, um, going through match technique, how to structure a match, how to uh, what we're gonna do, things like that. But like working on everything. So we had. Um, we had uh, Flutter and Joey Genova critiquing every, pulling apart every match. The critique was quite sort of uh, full on at first. Mm. Uh, oh, that was shite. <laughs> but that's what we expected. We, we wanted to know where we're going wrong, what could we do better. Mm. Well, the best criticism is honest criticism, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. So, uh, so then, like I said, we had a couple of last few sessions on the Monday and Wednesday that week. And that was going over what we'd done on Sunday, all match practice, getting those final few <laughs> pieces in the jigsaw early. Ready for um, Saturday night, and then uh, then we move on to Saturday night. So when mm. you say like you were match practice, so to speak, were you actually in the ring running through your match and like each individual? It was basically uh, it was like a lottery. They right. uh, they pick everyone's name out and they go right. We're gonna do we're gonna do a few a few tag matches, a few singles matches. You could be against anyone in the group, right, right. And there was people all were all all different ages, shapes, sizes, whatever. So it was really, but that's like that's wrestling for you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Really. So it was completely random who you got. You could be in a tag match. I never got to experience tag match before. That's that's one thing I did miss out on. But it was all random. So mm. uh, I did a singles match with someone. We at least turn up at some point Ray Mysterio match. Put it on and go. I'm Ray Mysterio. <laughs> that was tempting. <laughs> <laughs> that was tempting. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Criteria. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I can't move like he does. Instead of being 619, it's FY4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's a 253. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's good, that. But no, this wasn't against our actual opponents. This was just um, the white collar guys wrestling yeah. each other for a bit of practice, getting an idea of how do we structure a match. Um, how do we put the p- different pieces in? How do we do a bit of heat, a bit of a comeback? I'm giving away the secrets now. But <laughs> I won't say too much. Um, and what do you say- mean wrestling isn't fake? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fake even. It's not. I still believe in the magic. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> so it was like going out wrestling each other, but like I said, and getting a bit of critique on what did we do wrong? What did we do? What could we do better? Um, one point. Um, Danny Hope was getting fed up of seeing endless DDTs, and my match we were next up. And Danny Hope stood up and said, "I see one more fucking DDT. I'm going to go mental." And we were up next, me and my uh, wrestling partner. DDT was one of our spots in the match. I was like, oh. <laughs> so then 
we went, what are we going to do instead of a DDT? Oh, we'll, we'll, think, we'll figure something out. Uh, so I got what something. Been, what should we do instead of a DDT? I'll DDT the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> we just had back and forth DDTs. Yeah. <laughs> should have done that, yeah. But, um, so I, t- I, took, um, I took a slap across the face instead, which was... Uh, <laughs> Which I think I sold pretty well. It got a, got a big ooh from the uh, the audience. So it sounds like when I did training, and everyone kept doing a snap suplex, and it was easy. And the trainers like, no more snap suplexes for the love of God. Yeah. Of <laughs> course, next bit we did snap suplex. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, actually, basis this match, um, I was against one of the one of the girls from the group. So um, he said, like, I've been watching a few matches of uh, Bubblegum and Danny Hope on YouTube. This is going back for like 2012. So it gave mm. me a few ideas and I thought, I like, quite like this match. It was a Britannia match from 2012 and it was basically like the face got levered for most of the match and pulled it back at the end. So I said, why don't we do one of these kind of matches? You beat the shit out of me for most of the match and I'll make a big comeback and pull it back at the end. So we did that and the crowd, the audience or the other white core guy went absolutely wild and they said, like, you had the loudest response in the room that you had everyone going. <laughs> so, it a, so it was a real big uh, real big confidence boost, that was. Uh, everyone really enjoyed that match. It was only about two minutes long, but we uh, it was a very effective match, everyone said. Uh, trainers even said to us, it, it was short, but effective. You, you got the message across, you did. You, you got the heat, you got the comeback, you got everything in there. So uh, I finished it with a, a British Bulldog running power slam. Uh, which was my big comeback. That was my uh, my finisher, so to speak, um, with the free count. So, uh, and then after that, it was uh, the main <clears> event. <throat> so the day, so obviously you you rock the up day of the, show. the day of the show. You rock up, you park your car, and you go over to the venue. What's the first thing that you have to do? It was mainly just uh, we were helping with the setup. So getting everything, getting everything prepared, and this is where you Me see. Paul held himself in Westbridge across the road. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, we 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 were setting up the glasses on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So helping with the setup, and this this is like the first glimpse you get of of the venue. I mean, I've been in there loads of times for PCW shows in the boat, but this is the first time you you're looking at it from the other side, and it, it's even I've been in there a million times over. It, it's like looking out from a completely different angle. Mm. It's a really weird feeling at first. It's, think... it's a really really nice venue. I mean, oh, it is, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, if you're a newbie, it's, it's weird. It's like I could akin it to like that scene in Jurassic Park. You know, when they go through the main gate, yeah. and it just opens up, yeah. and you're just walking along the corridor as you're going towards the venue. It opens, you got yeah, the double doors. Funny, it funny opens layout, up, isn't it? Yeah, it opens up, and you just got the stairs going down. You just see the entire room. But you get what I mean. Yeah, full of stuff there. He's white. So. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Evoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you get what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really a walk, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a, a strange narrow like, walk. If you, yeah. I could imagine if you was like, go, you was a wrestling fan and you were new to the new to presses that you're wrestling and you walked into that venue and you saw it all set and be like, whoa. Imagine doing the walking onto the dance floor dance from that down that corridor. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be time before you got to the dance floor. Wasn't it? <laughs> It'd be like a poor London entrance, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got, we got everything set up. Like I say, this first glimpse, this was a different ring as well, what we were used to from the academy. This, this is much bigger. So this is like... Um, Going to a much bigger ring, so it was like shit. That's a few hours. That's the ring we're going to be. We're going to be wrestling in, and of course, at this point, the room was empty, so we're mm. not seeing it full with the crowd as well. 
So uh, that, that that comes later on. So then uh, after that, we it was just getting bits and pieces together. It was uh, went backstage. We got called through one by one to give our story for the uh, for the commentators. So they wanted mm. a bit of uh, juicy information on us. Um, so it was that Stallion and like Greg Lambert, yeah. or just one of them? Both of them. Yeah. Uh. So he had a chat with both of them, getting basically trying to get juicy bits of information about you. What's the weirdest? Like, tell me something interesting or weird about yourself, and um, all that will come in the commentary. <laughs> I haven't even heard the commentary yet, so I'm looking forward mm. to that. Mm. They were sort of asking like, what's your gimmick? What's the inspiration for your gimmick? Why are you doing white collar? What's your charity? And then, uh, and then it was a few funny questions. Tell us something weird about you, weird and wonderful about yourself. Um, is, it, is it something we've got to do in LAW uh, review? It is. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. We had a proper matches, aren't they? So you might, you might as well. It was very yeah. enjoyable as well, from yeah. what I remember. So I did. I, if I remember correctly, we did. Uh, I did um, sort of pitch an idea for an alternative commentary. Oh, nice! Yeah. So, did pick up on it? Or... I don't know. I honestly don't know. But yeah, so so after that, it was just then the build up of. Um, uh, it was like um, we got. That's when the running order got announced. So we we knew who we were facing about just a few days before. Uh, it was probably the Wednesday or the Thursday before the big night. We knew who our opponent was. Uh, we knew when we were getting singles or tag matches. In terms of booking, it was all about what he'd said. He said he tried to book it so that it's not the same old match over and over again. There's a bit of mixtures, a mix of tag matches, a mix of different wrestlers. Um, but he said that wrestlers have matched up in... Like, like you said, if it's test, they've seen you over eight weeks, so they know who who works better in a tag match, who works better with who. So the tag matches were sort of like pond out as in... Cause some, of the, some people were in tag matches... Hadn't initially planned tag matches. They thought, "Oh, I might yeah. prefer a singles match," uh, but they they've been told, "Well, you work better in a tag team. You and this guy work together really well." Uh, so I thought some of the tag combination were brilliant. I think they worked together. There's a bit of chemistry in some of them. Really, really natural. And part of me thinks I wish I'd done a tag match now because it was that again. It was the thing of the face and the heel debate. It's like tag match. You get there's two of you, but you get more ring time and more action. Mm. So looking back, I'm thinking. I wish I'd maybe done the tag match now, but singles match was still great, great yeah, fun all the same. That thing of been playing the the bad guy, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. Like, if you're not convincing, or you're gonna you know, send for the man as it is, yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so so like we we all eagerly anticipated. We've got the got the running order, and it's uh, it's like so then it's. It's like you go and meet your opponents, and the wrestlers started to appear later on, and it's uh, it's that first meeting you have with them. Somebody obviously we met before because Danny was wrestling with Joey Hayes in his tag team. Um, but it's Danny had that first chat, right? Um, I'm your opponent. <laughs> what's uh, what's the plan, kind of thing? So like I say, you have a bit of an input into it. You get to say, like, I want to do this, I want to do that, yeah. things. Um, but they they ultimately lead the match. They've been training a lot longer than they have. They know what they're doing a lot more than I do. So I just go with the flow. Really, um, at the end of the day, you don't want to get injured. Oh, I remember the first thing my opponent said to me. Um, he was looking at running order. He said, he said oh, I've got Christian Cox first. And I, I sat there and went, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the... Uh, so I said, see you on the phone. <laughs> yeah, no, it was basically one of those kind of moments, yeah. Because um, um, it basically was, because you look at uh, the size the size difference. Yeah. I mean, I'm six foot six foot tall, and uh, my opponent makes me look small yeah. with a seven foot frame. We were absolutely wetting ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm a short ass. I'll admit, I'm an absolute short ass. So obviously, 
Christ towers over me. Yeah. yeah. Now, when I saw him in the ring and he's looking up yeah. at his opponent, <laughs> I thought, well, it's like at work, I, get, I, I often ask my patients, he was a rugby player because of my, my size and my build. And, and my opponent, uh, Big T, awesome bloke, by the way, mm. made me look. Absolutely tired me. This is it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm probably what five foot nine at a push, and I'm probably just about tall enough to jump and headbutt his nipple. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, he, um, he's he's a tall man. <laughs> so my first my first conversation with him was, uh, he said, "Oh, I've got Christian Kirk." So I went, "That's me." <laughs> and he went, "He just laughed and said, you're going to get hurt.'" <laughs> <laughs> and I went, "Oh shit!" And he went, "Oh, don't worry, I'll go easy on you." <laughs> <laughs> I'll only break one leg. <laughs> so then it was just um it was then we all we all went into the backstage area and again that was that was a new experience. Um I've got to tell this story, I love this story. Um me and Adam been to PCW shows before. Um walking past the backstage area and there was two little kids uh well not little kids, one was a little kid and his, his older yeah. brother. And one decided to pull the backstage curtain back <laughs> and he went his brother said to him, he's like uh so what you want about pull the curtain but you don't a little gay boy <laughs> <laughs> I've been this for the Festive Fury show with Vader on it. And then all of a sudden <laughs> Oh oh, <laughs> oh Next thing you know, he's pulling he's sticking his face through the curtain and you know it is, I can't remember it comes like running up. Cameron Craze or somebody comes walking out through the curtain. Someone comes running um, up and just goes, Get out! <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was that bit. Yeah. This is the same show where Cameron Craze came walking out the curtain and you know, were watching it. And the guy said, Are you arrested? He goes, Nope. The guy's oh. walking. Well, he's going to the toilet. <laughs> and the lad sort of looks and he's a bit confused, like, But he came from back then. So I thought, How's your head not wrestling? And the brother was like, He was arrested, mate. He's taking the piss. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was, a, it was a new experience being in the backstage area. Again, it. it it was like looking at it all from a different dimension. Really weird feeling. I thought yeah. you were still there just watching people as they come in and going, ah, oh, look at all those normies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more when we saw the doors were open, I could see people, it's like a bit of a veil. You can see just about see through it. And I was like, oh shit, there's people coming in. <laughs> it's all getting very real now. That's more what yeah. I was thinking at the time. And the longer like, you look, you think, shit, there's a lot of people yeah, walking in. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> But also, I was thinking, um, I was thinking, I need a bloody piss in. The toilet's all in there, but you're not allowed to go out of backstage. You've got to stay in character, so to speak. So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I'd already drunk like a bottle of water on a bottle of Luke's Aid Sport as well. Ooh. So, uh, <laughs> so then it was... the bargain. Have a glass, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then it was just like the waiting game. Everybody, we all got changed into our, um, our wrestling gear, and that was, um, I mean, again... None of us had worn our wrestling gear up to this stage, so that was um, that was like a big unveiling as well. Seeing mm. each other in our um, our colourful wrestling gear, um, that's when I also found out, and this got me so much stick from the group as well. Um, my opponent happened to wear the same colour single. I had yeah. <laughs> yeah. it. It was pre- exact. Same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty much a mirror match. <laughs> Literally, that, that wasn't planned in the society, honestly. <laughs> So, because uh, I, I bought my single online, I was thought, I'm going to go for a nice, I'm not going to go black, because everyone's going to go black. So I thought, I'll go for a nice plain blue, it's just a nice neutral colour, and it's simple. Um, not knowing who, but by, when I'd ordered it about three weeks before the match, I didn't know who I was up against, so uh, <laughs> I can get away with that. So then it was just like I said, a waiting game, it was uh, getting closer and closer. Um, 
you can hear the audience out there. You're just peeping through that curtain, mm. and it's like, fucking hell, there's 600 people yeah, out there. Yeah. This, is, this is getting more and more real now. I wouldn't say I felt nervous, though. I just felt like... I want to get out there and do it now. We've so all... the adrenaline proper kick. Yeah, we've all been training for eight weeks. We all work with each other. It's like let's go and do this. That was more like everyone's. There's a couple of people you could tell were a bit on edge, yeah. but after the match, all their nerves had gone. They everyone's thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so when it came to my match, uh, third match in, mm-hmm. and I was uh, stood there at the top of the stairs, behind the. Uh, the curtains, and we're all sort of revving each other up for each match. It's like, it's like, go, go, go! <laughs> like, um, like, like you get ready to go on a boxing match yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, sovereign dandy. And the next thing you know, it's your turn. You've got to walk through the curtains, um, and it's just the best feeling. It's just like, see, you walk out from the curtains, everyone's cheering, and the adrenaline just takes over. It's just um, all your nerves just go. Oh, my mistake I did make my entrance was I tried to do a bit of a Brock Lesnar to get up on the apron. Yeah, we noticed. Yeah, yeah. and um, fucked it up a little bit. <laughs> so. That'll be on Botchmania. Oh, great, <laughs> yeah, great, yeah. But that'll be your claim to fame for like Botchmania. Excellent. 70 or something. Yeah. yeah. It was, I just loved the way how he just managed to rest it before he face pointed the apron. <laughs> that would have actually added to, a com- to like a comedy in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Too, what happened? Well, you, you lost by counter. <laughs> <laughs> did I injure, did I injure uh, Big T? It's like, well, no, you didn't even get in the <laughs> Well, we knew, obviously, we knew at some point we were going to talk about this. Now, Big T's entrance music is, I what's it? what's that Big T's again? Oh, it's that bloody Snoop Dogg. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. And I was singing along to it, says, Audio Gold. Christ is giving us audio gold. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't help it. <laughs> oh, brilliant. He's tripped up in the ring and then, oh. I'd like to say, I'm the creator of his gimmick. And, uh, yeah. The. the I gave him his theme music. Well, I decided to name CJ Cox for some reason. That seems to got lost in the uh, lost in the postal work because I, I told them my, my ring name is going to be CJ Cox, but I got announced as Christian Cox. I really then... hope they're on commentary arguing with each other. Going Christian, no, he's called CJ. Oh please, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, why have I well, that, that, that was what happened. One took my name as Christian, the other got my name as yeah. CJ. So I think that's where there's a bit of confusion. But it's it's it's, oh, it's, it's one of them, yeah. You know, it's um, so yeah. It was uh, got in the ring. <laughs> And then uh, my opponent walks out. We, we we planned the match out. We had an idea of how it was going to start. And then uh, I thought, I'm going to try and add a bit of comedy into it. So that's why I did the whole, like, we didn't plan this bit. I sort of walked up. We stood in our corner like a boxing match. And I sort of walked over and walked up like that. And sort of emphasised emphasize the size difference it, like that. And booking was funny. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I could hear, hear plenty of laughter in the audience coming yeah, out. Yeah, it was. Thought. And yeah, then, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the yeah, next thing you know, <laughs> next thing you know, I take a big slap across the face, which um, I thought I sold pretty well. I went, I went yeah. off my feet. Um, I didn't, I didn't expect that as well. That was the funniest thing. We, we said like, oh, we might, might do something a bit like that. I wasn't expecting it. So it actually hit me by surprise. Probably I sold it even better. <laughs> 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 the best moves are when you take the most surprise. <laughs> and then um, it was just brilliant. Then it was just um, it, it, it flies by though. Before you know it, it's over, and you're down, and the referee's coming over. When, when you think the referee's saying you're right, you're right, he's actually saying to me, he's saying, "Stay down, stay down, <laughs> don't get up yet." <laughs> Obviously, I've never wrestled before, so I don't know this. But I, so I was just acting like I'd 
face punted the ring basically mm. flat out and that then poor, uh, that poor poor yeah <laughs> we gave that poor fucker some stick <laughs> <laughs> he was brilliant he, he was, was yeah prop, he was game he, he, he was a trooper for yeah with us. yeah <laughs> playing along yeah you know we ask I if think it, most of us ignored us, but he went with it. Joel will give us the fees by then. Yeah. <laughs> Joel Allen would have told us to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the match, like I say, it was a fairly short match, but the time just flies when you're in the ring because you, you don't pay attention to it. You can just in the back of your mind, you can hear the crowd shouting things. Um, but it, it, you're in like this bubble when you're in the ring. It all just blanks out and you're concentrating on the match. Mm. It, it, it's like you don't notice anything around you. You're just concentrating on this... Like seven foot opponent, I've got um, thinking I'm in the right place at the right time, but he was giving me instructions. I was in there, so like saying like, right in the corner, move out the way, move out the way. So I, I had an idea what I was doing, so I didn't feel you know at risk at any time. He knew exactly mm. what he was doing. I knew where I was meant to be, what I'm doing. So uh, the splash was unplanned. The, the attempted splash that I did, and then hit the turnbuckle. That was. Yeah. Uh, that was unpond, but it worked. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it was great fun, great experience. Um, and, it, and it was good fun watching everyone else in their matches as well. It told, it told the story of the plucky underdog, didn't it, against this big yeah. monster. Doing, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. at least he's trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, he's trying, but he's still going to get his face caved in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I took a, a Booker T um, scissor kick <laughs> yeah. to finish off with for the, uh, for the free count. But... but Awesome experience all around, um, though. Fully recommend it to anyone. And of course, we had the big finale at the end as well, yeah. um, where uh, T Bone tried to escape the ring, and then uh, you all came out and yeah, led by uh, led by Drew the White Collar Gang, uh, chasing back into the ring. The White Collar Massive, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we chased him back to the ring, and then uh, then we had a big. Like you a big sort of lunge out, yeah, yeah, Mister Jugs, yeah, yeah. So yeah, awesome experience all around. Fully recommend it. And uh, and of course now I've, I've become that hooked on it. I've carried on training in wrestling as well. So uh, I won't, I'm still down to say this on the commentary, but unfortunately you didn't get like a post match interview or anything. But I want to I want to say to my opponent, this is not the last you'll see of CJ Cox. <laughs> 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 so yeah. Any any questions about anything, guys? Anything you'd you'd like to know? I'm thinking obviously um you're thinking of carrying on. Obviously you can carry on, you're gonna be training. Are you gonna be changing your gimmick at all or are you just gonna work with it? That's that's one of those things I'm, I'm gonna find out over time. I think I'm gonna stick with a face gimmick. Mm. Um I mean if if you want me to be a heel, I'll be a heel, I can I can do that, but it'll need a bit of work. Um, cause being a heel is bloody hard, like I said. Mm. Uh, so I, I see myself more of a face. I mean, I mean, I quite like. Uh, I mean, it's been great to work with Danny Hogue. Danny Hogue's a brilliant comedy wrestler. Uh, he's a brilliant comedy face, and that's the kind of style of wrestling I quite like. If any, anyone's watched me in the um, Adam has seen it. I know the uh, the World Grave Wrestling, wrestling yeah. Championship. It's that that's my kind of yeah. style of fight. You know, I'm I'm brilliant at that sort of slapstick um, physical comedy. So I think that would be my kind of style of wrestling I'd like to do, ultimately. Uh, that, that's the kind of wrestling I quite like as well. So mm. so I think the gimmick might change over time. I don't know. That's one of those wait-and-see things, really. 
I was that evening at the Tower show we went to on the Friday. We, we were thinking of a couple of gimmicks, weren't we? Yeah. Then there was like the bit um, with the Desmond Xavier Zachary Wentz match where he Hadoukened him. Yes. And you were like, was that a Hadouken? Yes, it was. So, you were saying to me at one point you want to be like a bit like Les Kelly. Was it Les Kelly? Oh, Les Kelly. I was thinking, bro, he was a classic comedy wrestler back in the days of like. Wrestler Bob Paul Towie, yeah. So uh, that's another another wrestler I quite I quite like his style. That style that you can like, you know, obviously you started in your thirties, but that style of wrestling you can carry on doing, can't yeah. you? You know, yeah. you see a way, but you know, like even see fifties, like something like a Keith Myatt, maybe. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. you know, it's yeah. not a bad way. He likes the um, the Colt Cabana bit. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Colt Cabana. <gasps> what? Look up. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Colt Cabana's a brilliant there. comedy wrestler, yeah. This is a bit he did with Key Guitar It's a balloon up in the ceiling. And he goes, Stop! Look up! He goes, Oh, it's a balloon! He <laughs> <laughs> just, sort of, just shuffles off to the corner. <laughs> yeah. I, like I really enjoy that kind of wrestling. I like making people laugh. I like that sort mm. of. Um, Comedy wrestling, I feel like. Man, man, Manson, yeah, Manson, he's another brilliant one. Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh... So yeah, that's that's where I'd like to go with it. Ultimately, because we did come up sort of like with a hip hop gimmick for you, didn't we? Called C squared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you you come from like that. Cut back a year or so ago, there was like sort of like a scene in Blackpool where it was like. Like freestyle rappers going round, weren't there? Sort of thing, yeah. I just thought you could have descended from that. The only thing with that is, I probably to, if I cut in a promo, I'd probably have to do a bit of a, rap, a bit of freestyle, wouldn't I? No shit, at freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> that's, your, that's your gimmick, though. Oh, that's your gimmick. Well, yeah, yeah, freestyle. Like the whitest white boy ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, a golden looking chain becomes a wrestler. Yes, that's it. But you're from Blackpool. Guns don't kill people, rappers do. I mean, wrestlers do. <laughs> 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 That'd be amazing. You'd be like, you'd be, you, you could, you could freestyle, but get all your lines wrong. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> that, yeah. That'd be your heel persona. Everyone's going mad at you because you're getting all your lines wrong. That would be a really good heel, actually. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Bubblegum used to have a bit of a rapper thing going. He's more of a chav sort of vibe. Yeah, he he was, uh, when he was a heel, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be funny. That. <laughs> so C squared maybe coming to a ring near you soon. <laughs> like a shit rapper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I own the white MM. <laughs> the even whiter MM, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> You could say that. They say, I am CJ Cox, I am like a white MM. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, any, anything else to add, Coxie? Uh, I don't think so. Anything else you want to cover? Or? No, that's it. All I can say is, like I say, um, like I say, less than the more when e-pads, if you're doing it. But but my, my first bit of advice is just do it. And go mm. for it. If you're a big wrestling fan, go for it. It's, uh, even if you don't... I mean, some, some people, quite a few of us actually, after the experience, have said, we want to carry on doing it. We want to wrestle again. Um, do full training, which I've carried on doing so far. Uh, a few others have said, "Oh no, this is it for me. This is my one night, and that's it. Mm. I'll never step foot in the ring again." <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, if it, it, but my my only advice is give it a go. It's uh, mm. it'll be the best thing you've ever done. It's great. 
And there's currently a sign-up happening now, isn't it, for the next one, which is start well, training starts January, matches in March, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So I think if you can, I think there's details of that on the Preston City Wrestling website, which I think you can buy. Is it www.britrest? Britwrestling.com yeah. or PrestonCityWrestling.com. Yeah, you if you Google Preston City Wrestling, you'll find it. It'll be the first link that you come to, and you should be able to find it on there. That's if you're interested in it, which I think if you're a wrestling fan, you've got the itch. Why the fuck not? Yeah, that's what, that's my, all I can say is go for it. It's uh, it's the best for you ever Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like I say, my two main bits of advice are uh, heat rub and um, deep heat rub and uh, knee pads. They're the two um, things. Deep heat bath stuff. Oh yeah, it's brilliant that stuff. Yeah, deep heat bath stuff. They'll win a pound shop near you. <laughs> <laughs> For two pounds. Two pound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It works. It's, it's good stuff. I recommend it. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I think we'll. Uh, wrap this one up <laughs> so don't do it <laughs> <laughs> so, you know exactly um, what I'm doing yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, Paul give yourself a plug Ah, uh, you can find me at the RAD live podcast you can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash UKRAD podcast we're on Twitter at UKRAD podcast you can find us on Spreaker iTunes uh, Stitcher and many other good podcast apps are out there. Beautiful. And as you probably heard, whilst Paul was giving his plugs there with Christ going DVD, DVD uh, giveaway. I was quietly trying to hint at you. I wasn't <laughs> giving anything away. While speaking into the microphone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you auto tarred. <laughs> so, so, since Christ had done a dick fingers and dropped a bollock. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, we are looking at doing a giveaway for a signed white collar wrestling DVD. Um, we'll have more information on that when it's available. So yeah, uh, check out our radio live. Check out our friends, the Master Debaters, and check out the hardest part of the ring pod. It's the hardest part of the ring pod. Oh, the hardest part of the ring. <laughs> it's got a family, damn it. <laughs> it's the hardest part of the circus. <laughs> As Arcadian found out. This is true. Ouch. So yeah, uh, for the last start of wrestling, I've been Coxie. I've been Christ. I've been Billy the Boy. A Dazzler. <laughs> Sign sealed delivered. Yeah, I like that show. <laughs> this the whole Daz true. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been THG, Paul the Hat Guy Flinders. And you've been listening. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>